Welcome back to another episode of Time Out Podcast. My name is Owen Bivard. And my name is Tyler Bickle. And today we will be previewing the Seattle Seahawks game. So this week's matchup for the Washington football team mm. is the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks, who are three and seven. Quite frankly, very bad. Yes. To be honest, which is not, a surprise. Yes, we have not been able to say that for quite some time. They've been a playoff and even Super Bowl contender for, it seems like, over a decade now. Now that Russell Wilson's been there for that long. I mean, you think of the Seattle Seahawks and you think of Russell Wilson, and he's just balling out year after year, cooking, cooking. And Russ has not been cooking he this year. Not been it's cooking. it's been quite su- surprising, especially when I have him in two of my fantasy leagues. Ah. I put a lot of weight into Russell Wilson this year, and he has not been performing to my expectations, which I think will play to our advantage when we play them on Monday night. Yes, I think that that the finger injury that he had um, definitely has played a part in the reason that he has not been as efficient as he once was, um, but. Even before that injury, like they, they still they weren't winning, so it sure. was it was surprising, and um, we we all thought that that division, the NFC West, was going to be the best in football, and I, it has not lived up to the expectations, largely in fact, really what the Seahawks have done or I think say not done. I think the Seahawks have actually been a victim of how talented this division is, and that's uh, the reason why they're not winning the games because they're playing the best competition in football, in my eyes at least. Okay. I would say that the AFC North is the best division of football, but that's a topic okay. for a different episode. Different episode. Yes. And on this episode, we're going to be discussing how we need to win. So how yes. would you say we need to win – Against these Seahawks. I would say we need to throw the ball. We need to okay. let Heineke throw. They've allowed, the Seahawks have allowed the second most passing yards per game with a little over 400 passing yards, which is absurd. Yeah, that and is crazy. I, I also think you need to do that, but I think you need to control the time of possession too. Because I think you look at the Tampa Bay game and the fact that we had the ball for 10 minutes at the very end of the game, and we had that game-winning drive. Taylor Heineke just drove down the field, and it wasn't like he was dominating over the air. He was just letting his backs do the work, and I think that's what we need to do in this game. Yes, their pass defense is weak, and they're not very successful. You have Jamal Adams, who's going to sack you one time and then give up a touchdown the right. next, but I still think if you want to be successful as an offensive team, we're not really built to just throw the ball 40 to 50 times a game. I love Heineke, but he's not going to be the passer type guy. He's just going to be the guy that does the job. And his job, I think, in this game is to get the ball to Gibson and to McKissick. Maybe hand it off or give him a little pitch or just do something, find him in some capacity, and then I think you'll be successful. I don't think you're going to want to look to Terry McLaurin. This is a different, this is a change in approach. I don't think you're going to want to throw the ball to Terry McLaurin 20 times this game. I think you're just going to want to give it to your backs and let them do the work because the Seattle Seahawks defense is pretty weak. Yes. Like their entire team is weak. And I think if you can just have the ball, get them tired, maybe do a little bit of tempo, you're going to be successful against this team. Yeah. So I would, I would just like to apologize. I said total – or I said passing yards. They have not allowed 400 passing yards. I, I meant total yards. So – 
That's what I meant there. My apologies. Anyways, I think that throwing the ball, I think Terry McLaurin needs to get the ball, and we should be getting back Logan Thomas and yes. Curtis Samuel this week. So I don't think be... I don't think we're getting back Curtis Samuel. I'm sorry. What I don't what think makes you say that. I don't think he's gonna play this season. Really? So, yes. Because you cannot be listed as questionable for every game this season and then be ruled out. And me still expecting you to show up and play. I think right. I think that's fair. Is it a groin injury? What even? I, yeah, I believe what so. even is it that has cost well, them? The groin is is in your in your leg. It's. Um, I was not questioning what a groin was. Oh, I was okay. saying, how can that injury limit you to such a extent of time? When I think we knew about this injury when the season started, too. Did we yes, not? Yes, we did. And the fact that it's gone on this long is very concerning to me. And it, I think there's something that the coaching staff isn't revealing to the public Ooh, about this injury. Interesting. Because there's no way you can be expecting him to be good to go this game and him just not play. I don't I think there's something missing in this puzzle of why he's not playing because we were very excited about him yes. going into this season. And it's a it's 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 frustrating as a fan to be excited about a player and have him listed as questionable for every single game and quite frankly if he's playing he would be a big role. Yes. And we might win a couple other games if he's good to go. Yeah, so I would say, like we said, Logan Thomas should be back. Curtis Samuel, eh. And Deami Brown should be playing, as well as McKissick. Yes. And um, so and Gibson, obviously. So we should have weapons for Heineke to get the ball to, whether that's throwing or, sure. or handing it off to them. So they should, I think they should be able to make plays against this defense. This defense, like we said, is poor. In years past, Seattle was known as the Legion of Boom. Their defense was insane with Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman, Bobby Wagner in the middle. Yeah. And now only they only have Bobby Wagner. That's it. And Jamal Adams, who, like you said, either sacks the quarterback or you know gives, gives up, up a touchdown. Yeah. So this is a Monday night game. There's going to be a lot of excitement yes. around it. At home. At home. What is your score prediction for this exciting Ooh, game? Interesting. All right. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say 35-31 Washington. Nice. They're gonna score 35 points on the Seattle defense. Wow. I would say. You have a reason for that, or you're just? I think I think they're. I think the end of the game. This is this is what's going to okay. happen at the end of the game. Seattle's going to have the ball with say three minutes left, and they're going to be driving, and Russell Wilson's going to throw a pick. Throw a pick. And we're to gonna, whom? To whom? Mm. I'm going to say Kendall Fuller. All right, Kendall Fuller. So you guys heard it here first. Kendall Fuller is going to get a pick in the last three minutes of the game to seal the deal. Thirty-five, thirty-one. If this happens. Blow this up because this is awesome. I mean, that's a very like descriptive yes. guess that you have. So maybe, maybe you know. I'll give that to you. I think it's going to be twenty-eight to twenty-one, Washington. Okay. I don't have an end of the game right. play right, for fine. you, but I'm just going to say Taylor Heineke is going to kneel the ball and we're going to win the game. Victory formation. So, victory like. formation. Right. So that's what's going to happen. So let's talk about. We we kind of wanted to talk about this. This is yes. a, a topic of this discussion that. We both disagree on. So, the Very future so, the future for Washington. We've discussed the future a lot yes. on this podcast. So, would you rather them win and get into the playoffs and lose in the first round? Or not make the playoffs and get a better draft pick? Let's hear your stance, Tyler Bickle. You know I want to get into those playoffs. And I'll, let me lay out my reasons a little bit later. Okay. But let me give you the playoff picture right now. So, Dallas is 7-4. and four. 
and they've been on a two-game losing streak. They're okay. starting to crumble a little bit, though I will concede I think they will be the division champions. Uh, and right. I don't think I don't really think Washington can push for that spot unless Dallas really just utterly collapses. We have two games against them, so we could we could yes. get, some, and I think get some ground there. That's leading into my next point. We played divisional opponents in our last five games. And I think if we are successful in that, then we're going to be into the playoffs. But we need to win the last five of our seven games. For me to think that we're going to get into the playoffs will be 9-8, and eight, and that's an above 500 team. Yes. And usually, you'll, you know, you'll get into the playoffs with that record, especially now that we've added the seventh uh, team into the playoffs, and you have one more wild card spot. And if you look at the wild card right now, you have the Vikings, and then you have the 49ers. Guess what their record is? Uh, I don't know. It's five and five. Washington is four and six. So really, that's one game back. back. And in all reality, that's not far away at all. Yeah. I mean, we're playing divisional opponents who are going to be weaker than the competition we face this entire year, in my opinion. And if we can get a little winning streak going like we have right now, we're going to get into the playoffs. Ron Rivera is going to get us there, especially with the fact that you have the added wildcard spot. So I think... Yes, you get in there because as a football team and as developing your culture, what is the point if you're saying, I'm just going to lose and get like two better draft draft slots okay. on my team? I think there's always going to be that expectation of excellence and that you want to have the culture that's going to be successful regardless. So what? You're the last team into the playoffs. You're in the playoffs. And that's what matters. And I think other players notice that when you're consistently in the playoffs. You might lose in the first round every year, but you're there. And you have that culture that is committed to saying, we're in this to win it. We're not just going to lose the last few games of the season and hopefully we can get the 12th draft pick and magically change our team through one player. I don't think you change your player through – I don't think you change your team through the draft. I think you change it – through winning and having success, and that brings players to your team who want to win. Okay, so I respectfully disagree. So I will give an example. Look at the Chicago Bears, okay? Ooh, so the Chicago they're Bears— They're really good, aren't they? So just, just hear me out. The Chicago Bears have snuck into the playoffs. They were the seventh seed last year. Yeah. They snuck in a couple years ago, and we, we all remember the double doink when it hit both, <laughs> both uprights. So they have not been— they have not been good, but they also have not been terrible. They've just kind of been mediocre. And sure. mediocrity in this sport is the it's the worst you could be. Now, I think I think that because if you're the worst team in the league, you get the first draft pick. Look at the Browns. The Browns have been bad for so long. They're now starting to turn around because they had high draft picks consistently. The Rams, the same way. So I think the Jaguars when, when were the Rams bad? Like uh, the RG3, like we had to trade up with okay. the Rams to get RG3, so they had number two. So I think that when you're bad for so long, you're eventually going to be good. The draft picks are going to accumulate, and they're going to pan out eventually. So I think this is a process. Trust the process. Um, and that's from, was that Joel Embiid? Yeah. Uh, 76ers, yes. 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 The 76ers are good. They've been bad for so long. So my point being, they, the Washington has been in the middle. They have not been good. They have not been bad. They've had years where they've been above average and years where they've been 
horrendous, but they've been consistently in the middle. So I think that in order for them to turn this around, one, the owner needs to go, but that's that's besides okay. the point. We can both agree on that. Yes, we definitely and can. And two, we need to get high draft picks, and in doing that, we wouldn't need to trade up to get a quarterback. We would have a quarterback right there for us. And I think that I'm not saying we need to tank. I'm past that. But I'm saying we have seven games left. Say we lose four of them. We go three and four. Now, that would put us at seven and ten. I would say that would probably be around 12, 13, 12 to like 15 range. Yeah. And, and then we could take a quarterback because the quarterbacks in this draft class are not going number one. Sure. Malik Willis, Matt Corral, you're not going number one. So they're going to fall. Um, the, the top draft picks are probably going to be defensive ends. So the quarterbacks are going to fall. And ideally, we would not need to trade up to get one. They would be right there. And like the Bears, like the Bears had to trade up to get Justin Fields last year. And they gave up another first-round pick. So they don't have a first-round pick this year. And look how that's panned out. We would not need to trade up to get a quarterback. There would be one sitting there right for us. Okay, I have three counterpoints if I can remember them all. Okay. One, having the 19th pick compared to having the 12th pick is not much of a substantial difference at all. Seven picks in the first round is not going to be the difference between having a generational talent and a guy that's okay. You're going to have pretty much the same player, to be honest. Okay. If you look at the NFL draft analysis and what they say, they say one through eight is really the range where you're looking at potential players who could be Hall of Famers. The rest, you're going to get really lucky if you have guys that are going to be that talented. My second point, if you tank, you are putting your future in Dan Snyder's hands. Do you really want to have Dan Snyder dictating the future of your team every year on draft night after he has so consistently, consistently picked the wrong player? So if you are trusting Dan Snyder, then your team is going to fail. I'm sorry. That's just how it's going to be. My third point, as a fan, who would ever want to lose? Who would ever want to lose? Who would say, I want to lose the final three games so we can get five places better in the draft, and not have the potential to have an interesting playoff. Playoffs. That is fun. As a fan, you want to be in the playoffs. You don't want to lose, and potentially, maybe we'll be good next year with our 12th overall pick. No, you want to be good, and it's exciting. You get profit. You get revenue by being a winning team. You draw other players that want to be on your team because you're winning. Even if you're mediocre, at least you're there. No one cares if you are consistently, you know, the 10th pick in the draft because you're not good and you're not in the playoffs. Teams notice when you're in the playoffs. Other players notice when you're in the playoffs. And the fans notice when you're in the playoffs because that's exciting. Okay, that's fair. Now, I will say, being a Washington fan, I'm used to disappointment. I'm used to losing. And in in my opinion, it's no different than what I've experienced my all 18 years of my life. Like, losing another, another season, another couple seasons, it's no different than what I'm used to. So, I am willing to, to lose this year, next year, whatever, if it means down the road, we're going to be good. Or maybe even a dynasty. Because I don't think winning right now would create a dynasty down so the road. I think everyone would be willing to make that sacrifice. The problem is, it only works like a marginal amount of the time. 
And I think fans, maybe yourself included, think that if they can just lose for a couple years, then they'll be good. But I think that only happens a slim margin of the time. Most of the time, if you're losing, you're just still going to lose, to be honest. And it's going to be a very long and drawn out process until you're good in 10 years from then. And if I'm, if I'm a fan, I want to be good because I'm rooting for my team's success and I don't want to see them fail. Okay. It's already been a long, drawn-out process. It's been 20-some years since I've been Dan a, Snyder bought the team. I've been a fan for 17 years, and it has not been very fun. Yeah, we so had RG3. It, that was fun. Kirk that was Cousins. fun for years. You like that? That was fun. That was fun. Uh, I, but it, it's been really... fun, but, I mean, it's been. this will be no different than what we're used to. So I will not be disappointed if we lose. I mean, I will, but I won't be shocked. That's, that's the word. I won't be shocked because... This is what we're used to. We're used to losing and we're used to disappointment and failure as a Washington football team fan with this team on the football field. And I'm not even talking about the stuff in the front office yeah. and off, off the field issues and all that other garbage. Well, hopefully Washington can develop a winning culture and have success either this year or in the years to come. What is up, guys? If you are listening to this, that means you made it to the end of the episode. Now, I feel really sorry for you because you had to listen to Owen for about wow. 15 minutes. And, wow. You know, that's a real challenge. If I, you want to hear more episodes, you can reach out to us. Our Instagram is time.outpodcast. It's all lowercase. Our Twitter is time underscore outpodcast. So stay tuned on those socials and you can hear more about when episodes are going to be released and what they're going to be about. Till next time, see you later.